In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning, our gospel lesson is the parable of the weeds and the wheat, or as it says in other translations, the tares and the wheat. And it really doesn't matter whether you call them tares or weeds, the fact remains that this is a very difficult parable. It's one that the preacher might be tempted to avoid, but since I don't have any choice, let's tackle it. This is one of the hardest of Jesus' parables. It seems so harsh. As Jesus explained it to his disciples, the one who sows is the son of man, or Jesus himself. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The Son of Man will send his angels, Jesus said, and they will collect out of the kingdom all causes of sin and evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those are incredibly harsh words. As I read and reread these words, my first interpretation was not unlike that of others that I've heard. There are good people and there's bad people in the world. And it seemed that Jesus was saying that the good would be saved and all the bad guys are gonna burn. That's pretty simple and straightforward. But with this kind of interpretation, it's very easy to become self-righteous. We can all set all kinds of rules about who is in and who is out of the kingdom. And as I told you a couple of weeks ago, I, of course, have extenuating circumstances. I can justify my sins, but your sins are always worse than mine. So you guys are out. <laughs> However, as I reflected more on what I had read, something else occurred to me. Jesus said that the weeds sprang up in the good field, a field that had been planted with good seed. They came up in the field that Jesus himself had planted. And something else occurred to me as I pondered these verses. Jesus was not only talking about humanity as a whole. Jesus was talking about not just some generic field made up of all humankind. It dawned on me that one small corner of that field is me. Not only that, but I became aware that my portion of the field is also sometimes overgrown with weeds. Just as Paul said in our reading from Romans a few weeks ago, I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. There is within me and within each of you gathered here this morning, the good wholesome seed that produces luscious life-giving wheat of God's kingdom. And yet, at the same time, 
we also each have within us the capacity for evil that can ensnare us and choke us. When looked at it in this way, this gospel lesson is even more frightening. It implies that since all of us have a tendency to revert to our evil ways, we too are in danger of being burned. I don't want to be in the furnace of fire. But notice exactly what Jesus said in this parable. When asked by the slaves, by, by the slaves if the master wanted them to go into the fields and pull the weeds, he replied, no. For in gathering the weeds, you could uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. Jesus recognizes the forces of evil that attack and threaten to entangle all of us. But he also sees within each of us the enormous capacity to live into his kingdom. So he's not willing to uproot and destroy us in order to get to the weeds. At the appropriate time, at the harvest, he will take care of the weeds. At that time, the weeds will be collected and thrown into the fire. But does that mean that all that we have believed about our salvation as Christians could be wrong? Does it mean that, that all is for naught and that we may still burn because of the weeds that sometimes grow in our hearts? Certainly not. As a matter of fact, instead of being something to be feared, this parable is extremely good news for the people of God. It's good news because Jesus goes on to say, the Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and evildoers and throw them into the furnace of fire. The key word here is causes. The evil powers that cause the weeds to sprout up will be thrown into the fire. Jesus never says that the wheat the precious seed that he has tendered and nurtured will be uprooted and thrown into the fire. Instead, he promised that by nature of our baptism and faith in his love, we are saved. Sin no longer has dominion over us and it, sin, will be destroyed and burned. We must not forget, though, that victory over sin is not free. Along with victory comes enormous responsibility. We can't simply rest on our laurels because we know that we are to be saved. The temptation to sin still tries to entangle us. The weeds are still there. Our call is to make it difficult for the weeds to resist evil in all of its manifestations. We are also called to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. Others must find encouragement from us so that they too might find the strength to resist the weeds that threaten to overpower them and choke out their lives. It is our responsibility 
to help others to discover that they are God's beloved, planted, nurtured, and loved by Jesus Christ himself. We are to proclaim by our actions that we are helping to sow the seed of God's kingdom. Our lives should express continuous joy at the fact that, of the fact that God in Christ knows the evil that sometimes lurks in our hearts and our minds. And yet, he says, I love you. I love you anyway. I love you because you are mine. How can we not be filled with joy? Yes, at the harvest, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The weeds, the causes of sin and evil, will be thrown into the furnace. They will be routed out and burned. But Jesus says, the righteous, the wheat, those planted and nurtured by his love, will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. It's often easy for us to look at ourselves and say, but I'm not worthy. Instead, Jesus looks at you and he looks at me and he says, yes. Yes, you are. I love you. Wow. In the words of the Reverend Christopher Clement, who was a, a friend of mine who's gone into larger life, and that, my friends, is the good news this day. Amen.